Let me ask you something. When you listen to my five a day episodes, do you make a note of all the new words and phrases? It would be useful for you to have the vocabulary written down with the meaning and the example sentence. I know you are quite busy, so I have done it for you. I'm giving you access to my five-a-day database. This is a Google spreadsheet with all the vocabulary covered from the very beginning of the five-a-day series. And it's constantly updated. Just use the link in the show notes to provide your email, sign up to my newsletter, and I'll send the database to you. Enjoy! The English Like a Native podcast is a free listening resource for intermediate and advanced English learners. Bonus episodes and transcripts are available to PLUS members. And English courses can be found on my website, englishlikeanative.co.uk. Hello there! You are listening to the English Like a Native podcast. The podcast that's designed for lovers and learners of English. I'm your host, Anna, and today we are going through the change. (laughs) Oh dear, why did I say that? (laughs) That makes it sound like I'm going to talk about the menopause, as this is a common phrase that we use to describe the menopause. What's wrong with Tina? She seems flustered. Oh, I think she's going through the change. (laughs) But no, we are not discussing the hormonal changes of middle-aged women. We are, in fact, talking about the miracle of metamorphosis. Let me say that again. It's a mouthful. Metamorphosis. Have you ever seen a caterpillar turn into a butterfly? It's an incredible thing to witness and I've been lucky enough to see it in person, albeit not in the wild, but in my home. I didn't even know this was a thing, but my nanny, uh, a nanny is someone who looks after children professionally. We have a nanny for the boys. Well, she recently suggested growing butterflies. Now, there's a company that will provide you with caterpillars and all the equipment that you need to support them to grow and eventually transform into butterflies. So that's what we did. We went online and ordered some caterpillars. Now, before I continue, I would like to address a myth that I believed wrongly for far too long. According to the myth, The word butterfly used to, in fact, be flutterby, which I thought was adorable, as butterflies do, in fact, flutterby as you sit in the garden. Flutter, 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 flutter. But this is not true. Let me repeat, this is not true. The name butterfly may have come from the insect's fondness for the common bush, Buddleia. A buddleia is a bush that is, well, it's beautiful. It has large drooping spikes of densely clustered small purple flowers and butterflies love it. So they could have been known 
in the past as the buddlier fly. Buddlier fly. And over time, that could have corrupted into butterfly. But again, I'm not certain, so don't quote me on that. Okay? Right, back to my mail order butterflies. I had visions of these big, fat, green caterpillars turning up, probably because of the popular children's book, The Hungry Caterpillar. However, what actually arrived was a small plastic cup containing a sticky substance on the bottom, and this was the caterpillar's food, and five very small black caterpillars. The plastic lid of the cup had tiny air holes cut into it to ensure that the caterpillars had some fresh air. At first, they seemed like they were dead because they didn't move, which would have been devastating for the children who were very excited to have some creepy crawlies in the house. While we're on the subject, I love the name creepy crawlies. This is a childish term used to describe... Bugs, basically, anything that crawls. So spiders, earwigs, flies, anything. Butterflies. And when we first moved into our current house, it was full of creepy crawlies because we had lots of bushes and trees and just greenery literally surrounding the house. So all at the front, down the sides, at the back. And, you know, it was just a haven for creepy crawlies and so they would all come into the house (laughs) oh this is a nice warm place to uh, seek shelter in the colder months so we put a stop to that and now it's not as bad but anyway yes butterflies creepy crawlies anyway i i digress i mustn't keep digressing i must go back to the main story These tiny caterpillars appeared dead on arrival, but luckily this activity is normal and it wasn't long before they started to wriggle around. Then they basically spent the next week eating, spinning silk and growing, growing a huge amount. They grow more than 10 times their original size, which... I guess is similar to a human baby growing into an adult. But imagine that happening in just a few weeks. It's no wonder they eat a lot. They've got to do so much growing. So over the course of about seven to ten days, they eat away at this food that's provided and they grow. My caterpillars actually started fighting a little bit. Some of the larger caterpillars seemed a bit tetchy with the smaller caterpillars. I think the larger ones were hoarding the food and weren't so keen to share. I did worry about the smaller ones, nervous that they wouldn't have enough energy to transform. But after a week or two, they crawl to the top of the cup and they start hanging from the lid and they curl up their tails. So they make a J shape with their bodies which is the indication that they are ready to become chrysalids or chrysalides. I'm not quite sure on the pronunciation, probably chrysalids. Basically, they cocoon themselves. They create a cocoon around themselves, like a little shield or changing room in which they can do their big costume change. They're ready to transform into butterflies. So they produce this outer shell, 
they encase themselves in this shell and they become smaller and harder over time and they appear dormant. I'm sure there's a lot going on inside, but on the outside, they appear dormant. After three days of them being in this state, you take the lid off the cup, you do this very carefully as they're all attached, and then you transfer them into the butterfly house. Now, this is the bit that really stressed me out because you're supposed to remove all the frass. Um, Frass is a new word for me. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but frass or frass, it's spelt like grass, but with an F instead of a G at the beginning. And it's basically the term for caterpillar poop, frass. And you have to remove all the silk and all the frass from around each chrysalis so that when they emerge as butterflies, they don't get their wings and their legs stuck, which can make them deformed, basically. So I was very carefully trying to remove the silk. But what happened was I discovered (laughs) their defense mechanism. If you touch or move the chrysalises in a way that disturbs them, their defense mechanism kicks in. They basically start shaking violently. And the point of this is that it's supposed to scare off predators. But it made me really nervous. I wasn't scared of them, of course. But the thing that stressed me out was that they need all of their energy to complete their transformation. And the more energy that they wasted trying to scare me off, thinking I was a predator, the less chance they had of making their transformation and surviving to become butterflies. So they would literally be worrying themselves to death, which is a lesson in life. Don't waste your energy worrying about things unnecessarily. Now, I was warned when I was sent the five caterpillars that only around three of them would survive to become butterflies. And that made me feel really sad, really unhappy, because I wanted each one of them to survive. They were my babies now, my responsibility. So it was quite a stressful moment removing all this silk and frass. But I did my very best to remove as many silk strands as I could without disturbing them too much. And when I did disturb them, I tried to hush them and reassure them that they were safe. Now, there was one caterpillar that was really slow to cocoon himself. He was the one that was bullied the most by the other caterpillars. They didn't tend to let him down to where the food was very often. So this caterpillar was very small compared to the other caterpillars. And I thought, oh... This one is probably not going to survive. He's not getting enough food. And he was a day and a half late changing, cocooning himself. So I thought, oh no, he really isn't going to survive. Anyway, he did finally turn into a chrysalid. And then I had a very long and anxious wait for them to all emerge. Just like a man from the movies in the 50s and 60s when the man would wait outside of the room as a woman was giving birth. It's not like that these days, not over here in the UK anyway. The man is usually in with the woman, encouraging her to push and going through every single moment with her. 
But in the past, the man would wait out anxiously in the corridor, just listening to the puffs and the pants and the screams, not knowing what on earth was going on. And that's how I felt waiting for my butterflies to come out. (laughs) Then one morning, a few days ago, I came downstairs and two of my butterflies had emerged overnight. (gasps) They had popped out overnight, leaving a little shell behind. Not a shell, but an exoskeleton, the skin. Basically, the I don't even know what the word would be the leftovers of the cocoon that they were in, they'd shed it, they'd malted that, come out and they were now beautiful butterflies and they were flapping their wings and just like human babies, they release something called meconium, which is like their first poo, basically. In human babies, meconium is black, but in butterflies, it's red, which makes it easy to mistake for blood. (laughs) So it looks a bit messy It looks like a bloody mess, but it's perfectly normal. And then about two hours after that, their wings are fully formed. They are fully unraveled and they harden. And so they're constantly stretching their wings to try and dry them off. Now, the following morning, I came down and we had three butterflies. So one more had hatched. Woohoo! I was looking at the last two chrysalises and thinking... Mm, are you guys going to come out? I wasn't very hopeful. But after spending an hour in my office, I popped back to the house to get a cup of tea, of course. And there were five butterflies. There were five beautiful butterflies in the butterfly habitat. Hurrah! They had all made it through the transformation stage. I was ecstatic. So my job at this point was to feed them for a few days to help them to gain the strength that they needed because they no longer had the food preparation that they had in the cup. So I had to provide them with nectar and fruit and things like that. So the nectar was basically sugar and water mixed together. And I served that to them on a few rose petals, (laughs) the luxury. I placed these rose petals in the bottom of the habitat and I used a little pipette to suck up the water and then I would squeeze little drops of nectar onto the rose petals using this pipette. I would also take a few slices of fruit like apple, pear and banana and score it with a knife so that it pooled little bits of juice, like a puddle basically, and provided them with a pool that they could drink from. Because you can't just put a dish full of like nectar in the bottom because they could fall into it and damage their wings or worse still drown. You don't want that. You certainly don't want a butterfly death on your conscience. That would be terrible. And today I released three of them, which was bittersweet. I had to cut the apron strings, say farewell and watch my babies fly off into the big wide world. I don't think they have a very long life, so I do hope that the time that they have is full of positive experiences. The final two butterflies didn't want to come out of their habitat today. They seemed a little nervous, so I'm going to keep them safe for one more night and give them some more time to grow and strengthen their wings before releasing them tomorrow. 
Ah, so yes, I was thrilled to see all five butterflies hatch. And the thing I put their success down to is positive affirmations. Basically, positive talk, positive statements. I told my boys at the beginning that we have to encourage the caterpillars and the butterflies. We have to encourage them by speaking positively to them every day. There have been many studies that show that speaking positively to plants can help them to grow. It is fascinating. The power of positivity or the power as well of negativity should not be underestimated. And so I said to the boys that we have to be as positive as we can and encourage the caterpillars to grow and then to transform and survive. Thus, every day we'd come down and we would speak to the caterpillars. We would tell them good things. We would tell them that we were proud of them and that we loved them and that we wanted them to grow. We'd also tell them not to be mean to each other when they were fighting And then all the time when they were in their cocoons transforming, we continued to talk to them, to tell them that they could do it and that we were looking forward to seeing them, that we were proud of them. And lo and behold, five butterflies emerged. So just consider for a minute what positivity could do for you. It's often the case that my most upbeat and positive students tend to be the ones who are most present within my community, who take part in all the classes and live streams. They complete the tasks in the courses and they're the ones who make the most progress. I know it can be hard when you're trying to learn a new skill, especially if it's really important to you in your life. If you're prioritizing it and you really, really desire change. It can be hard to stay positive, especially if you feel like you're not making progress. You start to feel desperate. But it's always good to try and rephrase things or reframe things in your mind. So rather than thinking, I'm not doing a good job, I'm not progressing, I'm rubbish. Think, I'm turning up, I'm trying. I'm working on this. Progress is not always easy to quantify. It's not always easy to see progress, especially when you're at an intermediate level or above. Progress in language learning comes incrementally through consistent practice, regular input, regular output. So reading, writing, listening, speaking, comprehension, just constant language in and out. If you're doing the practice, then progress is happening. This is a mountain, not a treadmill. Every step is in fact progressing you further up the mountain. And you will not see how far you've come until you've reached a ledge, a moment in time, where you have the chance to look back across the distance that you have covered. At that point, you'll think, wow, I've come such a long way and I didn't even realise until now. So be kind to yourself. You are a developing butterfly. (laughs) I'm getting quite profound. 
or rather dramatic here, but indulge me for a moment. You are a developing butterfly and all of your energy must go into your development. Focus only on the learning, not on the obstacles, not on the time that it's taking you to progress or how fast other people are developing. Focus only on you and the work you are doing. And be your own cheerleader. Woohoo! You did it. You did your lesson today. You didn't want to do it, but you did it anyway. Celebrate yourself. Okay, let's move away from the dramatic speech and bring it back to butterflies. If you come to the UK, then you should look to see if there are any butterfly houses, sometimes called butterfly farms, that you can visit. These are places where you can experience lots of beautiful butterflies flying all around you. Some will land on you. It's such a treat. By the way, why is it we are calm when a butterfly flutters around in front of us, but we freak out if it's a daddy long legs or a bee? Right, I think it's time for me to flutter off. I do appreciate each and every one of you listening to me and supporting this podcast. And to all of my plus members, I want to extend a huge thank you. It's only because of your monthly donations that I'm able to produce this podcast. So thank you. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a Plus member, then you can find information in the show notes. Until next time, guys, take care and goodbye. Are you still here? All right, I've got some jokes for you. What do you call a butterfly with no wings? A caterpillar, of course. Uh, (laughs) The next one's better. What do you call a butterfly that can fly faster than any other butterflies? A better fly. Okay, last one. And I promise this one is good. What did the butterfly say to the very shy cocoon? Trust me, it will be more fun once you're out of your shell. Lol. Okay, yes, I admit they weren't that good, but thank you for sticking around. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.